0: Oh, I should probably open the show notes. That would be helpful. Oh, God, this Google Docs is blindingly white. Mm. But the first thing in the show notes is Google Docs has a dark mode somewhere. Google Docs dark mode.
1: Where are
0: you? If I was dark mode, where would I hide?
1: Oh, are you looking for it in the web browser? Yeah. You're not going to find it there. What do you mean I'm not going to find it there? Because it doesn't exist yet.
0: You say there's dark dark mode in Google Docs. It says it right here. On
1: iOS. There is dark mode on iOS. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure why they are so slowly rolling this out. But I'll tell you now, Greg, Google Docs in dark mode, it ain't that great. It looks weird. Like, So I'll say it's way better in Docs. In Sheets, it doesn't work so well. The colors are all wrong. Okay. So, like, if you use Google Sheets for anything and you're coloring cells or rows like I do, it just doesn't work when you flick from white to dark. Like, really, you have to rebuild all the colors again and stick to one or the other. Right. But I think Google is aware of this because they have a per-document toggle.
0: <laughs> that's not a bad idea for a spreadsheet. That's no, not, and it that's works. That's not a bad
1: idea. I I I now have everything in dark mode, and when I need to see something in light mode, I just turn it on or off again. Which, at least, I have dark mode now is an option that is available to me. Mm-hmm. I like looking at Google Docs in dark mode, but I would also really love it on my Mac because right now on my <laughs> right, Mac <yeah. laughs> I have five windows open in front of me, right, and all but two of them are dark. The one that is light is like a light grey and it's tiny, it's the call recorder window. Right. Which I don't care about. The only one of them which is taking up any significant space is Safari and it is blindingly white but right. full of Google Docs, so
0: well, here, let me, let me recommend a Safari extension to you. I like Dark Reader for mm-hmm. the dark mode. That's what I'm using to, like, force Google Docs to not be bright and in, into my eyeballs.
1: Dark Reader. Is it? How does yeah. this work, though? Well, oh, I don't like this website. It's, it's weird looking. How does this work? Dark Reader for Safari. What do you
0: mean, how does it work? It, it makes the page dark.
1: No, but, like, will it do it for every website?
0: So, you okay, I like Dark Reader for two reasons. It does have an individual toggle, so you can say, yes, Google Docs, no, my bank, right? Like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So you can uncheck it on your bank website, and then it won't ever run. And then what I also really like, which is different from all of the other plugins I've tried, is it has a couple of different modes that it tries to make the page dark, so you know how like on some pages, the first guess about how should this page look good in dark mode might not be right. So you can go in and say like, this mode doesn't work, try the other mode and then have it remember like which darkification works better for which website. So I like it. It, it gives a couple of options and it makes Google Docs able to be looked at as well on my screen where everything is dark and I'm like, I'm not, not going to sit here for two hours recording a podcast with a white piece of paper in front of me the whole time, blasting into my eyeballs, like no way. So, Dark Reader is is my recommendation. I've tried a bunch of these, and I like Dark Reader the best.
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I've in, I've installed it right now. Okay, but so here's the thing that I want though. I okay. want it. To just opt into what some websites and not everything. I don't think I can help you. I don't you with think that. it does that, right? I have to turn it on and then opt stuff out. Like, that's all okay.
0: Yeah, you just leave it on and you opt stuff out as you don't want to use that stuff.
1: Yeah, see, I don't know if that's what I want. No, give it a
0: try. It'll be fine. Look, what you'll discover very fast is you forget that it's even there for most places. And you're going to run into like an 80-20 principle real fast of like the couple places that you don't want to have dark mode, like always bank websites or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's not actually a lot of them. So you, you just untick a couple of them and, and you solve like 80% of your problem of I don't want this to be in dark mode with just a handful of websites.
1: Give it a try. Yeah, I'm, try- I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out. I'm already like I'm just flicking between my tabs and I'm seeing some and I'm turning them off for those websites. OK, I can I can I'm happy to try this out for a while. Yeah. But what it has done is made the Google Docs window uh, darker and I've changed some of the contrast. And I think I'm happy with this. Yeah, we all
0: know light mode, light mode's the worst. The dark side is cool and the light side is dumb.
1: Well, let me tell you something that is funny, though. Both Sheets and Docs, they look exactly color-wise how they look on iOS. So whatever Google (laughs) is doing is exactly the same as what this developer is doing, Uh, which is annoying me even more because it's proving the point that Google didn't really spend a ton of time on this. (laughs) No, I, I I imagine not.
0: I've always been really terrible as like a color designer. I'm, I'm very aware this this is one particular weakness of mine. Is not like I'm very bad at selecting colors that go well together, but I'm very certain looking at light versus dark mode stuff that there's just way fewer options with dark mode of how to make things look good that way. Yes, definitely. And so I, that also makes me just wonder when companies are rolling out dark mode, like, hey guys, you don't have an infinite rainbow of palettes to choose from here. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, you've got two or three dark backgrounds to pick from that range from dark gray to darker gray and black. And then on those, you have a very small handful of colors that look okay. Like you you shouldn't be investing, three members of staff and six months into picking your dark mode colors like it's just it's a much much more confined range
1: but also if you're going to do a really good job Mm -hmm. and some companies have done better jobs than others (laughs) you know what's really annoying this is I'm so upset about this Google Sheets they automatically direct to Mm docs.google.com so I can't have Sheets always white Docs Always Dark with oh, this plugin. okay. Right. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. But I'm, for the rest of the episode, I will be using uh, this Dark Reader thing. I, I like that I could get it from the App Store. That's cool. I like that.
0: Yeah. That, like, I don't know how much of a, an additional layer of security that is, but it, it, particularly for installing stuff in the browser, I feel I like, like... I don't like browser it. extensions. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm happy
1: yeah. to have at least had a little bit more peace of mind in getting it through the App Store.
0: Yeah, installing a browser extension from a random website just feels like asking to get hacked.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I wanted to follow up on the podcast of Gray. How did it go? It was a fantastic success. We hosted the event for seven hours in total. So this was our charity fundraiser for St Jude Children's Cancer Research Hospital. Mm-hmm. I would say that content level, I think we did a vastly better job than the previous podcast. I actually think it was more entertaining which, mm-hmm. you know, that came from just having done it once and, and that kind of stuff. Technically, we pulled it off. Um, it wasn't perfect, but again, it's one of those things like, I'll learn for next time. Like Something that I've realized is video conferencing software tends not to like seven hours of constant connection. <laughs> and, and towards the end, my like audio and video was out of sync and, and I wasn't aware of it. Mm-hmm. So like if I would have maybe just quit Discord and reopened it again, I maybe would have been able to make my end look a little bit better towards the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, as Stephen put, because, you know, you know, when I'm sure you can sympathize with this, like you work really hard at something and then something small mm-hmm. happens like that, really. And, and you end up feeling like deflated from it because it's like, oh, oh yeah, right. Because it wasn't quote unquote perfect. But as Stephen very rightly put to me, it clearly didn't harm anything because we got the job done because mm-hmm. during the podcast on itself, we raised enough money to meet our $315,000 goal for the month. Sweet. That's amazing. So we ended up going for an extra hour because we were getting so close that we decided to push it for another hour to meet that goal. Mm. Um, and overall, in the month of September, Relay FM and the community raised four hundred and fifty-six thousand dollars for St. year, uh, Which is <laughs> when I said that, then I got like I got a little shiver in my spine. So yeah, we have absolutely smashed it, and Jeez, I'm so like <sighs> uh, it was such a such a proud moment to have hit that those kinds of figures. So between both years now, we've raised seven hundred and seventy-one thousand dollars. So we'll go for a million next year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Total raised over those three years. Yeah, I, so proud of this. Um, we had no idea what it was going to be like going into it. You know, not just the podcast on itself, but the fundraising, right? Because the mm-hmm. the the landscape of the globe is very different to what it was a year before. Yeah, yeah. And to, to see the kind of support that we got for this incredible charity this year was really very uh very amazing very special um if you want to catch the podcast of fun, it's all on youtube so you can go and watch it if you want to i'll put it in the show notes yeah really really thrilled
0: that's an amazing response from everyone because yeah i was i was a little bit worried because of like the global situation yeah. this year yeah. and I, i didn't know what the final number was until now and and Four hundred and fifty-six thousand dollars is <laughs> a lot of money, incre- man.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, yeah. you you have a hundred thousand here, a hundred thousand there. It starts it starts turning into real money real fast. Yep. So yeah, that's that's incredibly impressive, and I, I think a lot of people were tuning in for the balloon room for sure.
1: Balloon room was a big success, man. Oh, well,
0: even my own father, who listened to Cortex, was like. Mike's going to be in a balloon room? Where
1: can I see this thing? Yes! (laughs) I will say, balloon room was successful. Uh, People liked it. I took a bunch of, like, uh, Instagram stories and put them into a a little collection. so Mm -hmm. I'll put those in the show notes as well, which includes stuff of filling the balloons. Um, And then also my favorite thing, which was popping them. Gray, I had so much fun doing that. Um, Like, it was, I will say, it was, like, and this, this maybe sounds a little dramatic, but like it was me. It's like a dream realized to do this because I've wanted to do this for ages to be in this room and it was like slowly filling up with balloons around me mm. and I was walking around and I could hide in them, which was fun. You got a lot of balloons in there. Like, it was a I, lot I was of watching balloons, that man. and I was like,
0: this is, this is a bunch of balloons. I
1: think we put like six or 700 in there. Oof. And, uh, like I would, we would come back from the video and I'd be like hidden and I could just like appear from the balloons, Mm -hmm. but popping them was brilliant. Like I got, you know, like a tube that a poster comes in, a poster tube. Yeah. And we just got some electrical tape and stuck some sewing needles on the end of it. So there was like just three sewing needles poking out. Okay. And I was just like running around in there, just popping these things. It was fantastic. So yeah, I would say absolute success everything went perfectly well the balloon room was better than i thought and even the cleanup was fun so and then along the way we raised nearly half a million dollars so you know pretty
0: great yeah that's, that's really amazing that's really amazing
1: uh on the last episode you put out a quest to call texans no to... don't no don't ask me don't ask me
0: this now mike okay <laughs> so and...
1: <laughs> what is the problem
0: Okay, okay. So look, I know you're gonna bring up the mask thing, mm-hmm. right? About like, oh, okay, Gray asked everybody for a mask, and like, I'm so sorry to do this to everyone. So you know, talk about community responses being great, right? Uh, there were also a ton of mask suggestions from people, which is totally the same as raising half a million dollars for children's cancer <laughs> <laughs> i
1: wasn't really thinking of it like this for sure I get, I get what you're saying we've moved on we're into the next segment you know yeah this this, this is the transition i play the little diddling sound oh right absolutely. like yeah. it's everyone knows that the way that the time works once the diddling sounds it could have been 20 seconds or two hours in between those two things so it's fine. Yeah. don't worry
0: no one knows except the problem is when we're recording i don't hear the, the little sound mm.
1: would you like me to to do it?
0: Yeah. If you think it's going to be the little sound, why don't you just go for it in the recording? That would be something I would enjoy, is you you can just go for it okay. when, when you think it's time.
1: But
0: yeah, so I, I realized in getting ready for today's episode, I was like, everybody participated in let's have a lot of mask suggestions for Grey. And they're probably going to want to know the answer mm. to which mask in grey like the best and i think i bought them all like i bought all, right. all of the masks that people suggested
1: that's the only way you could have known
0: yeah okay so here's the thing i did find one that i really like but the problem is the mask does not on it list the manufacturer i was going through this
1: is useless, what you were doing would
0: you just let me finish?
1: <laughs> right, so.
0: Okay, so listen. So then I was going through the Reddit, and I was like, well, I'll just find... It's Surely the one I like is definitely top-voted in this thread. And I was going through and opening the links, and I'm like, I can't figure out which of these masks is the one that I bought. And so then I was like, well, at least I have two dozen, three dozen, four dozen receipts for masks mm-hmm. that were sent to my house. I'm sure I can work it out by going through those. Uh, And I cannot. And I'll I'll tell you, no one is more frustrated than me because I would like to buy more than one of these. Uh, So here's (laughs) the deal, listeners. If between now and when Mike edits and posts the show, I can figure out which mask it is, there will be a link in the show notes. But if I can't figure it out, we can play crowdsource again, and I'll give Mike pictures of the mask, and people can figure out which one it is, and okay. so we'll get the answer one way or the other. But uh, yeah, so I have a mask that I quite like, and I, I have no idea what company made it. Thanks, everyone.
1: Did you buy the Adidas ones that I recommended?
0: Yeah, I hated them. I hated everything okay. about them.
1: What? What do you not like about them? The logo.
0: The logo was off like it's it's so obnoxious
1: no i said that though
0: didn't i do you remember no i know yes no mike i know perfectly well that you said it and i and i i looked at it on the page and i Mm -hmm. thought maybe i can live with this right but but the answer is when it arrived in the house i was like i'm i'm so physically revolted by this giant logo Mm -hmm. that that isn't even you know it's not like a nice design. It's just words. Adidas. Like, no,
1: it's got the little lines on it.
0: You know, it's written on my face. Right. So, so no, I, I absolutely hated it. Thank you for the suggestion. Zero out of five stars.
1: If you remember on the last episode, I mentioned that there was a mask that I wanted to try by a company called Atoms. Yes. Um, they are now shipping to the UK. I have bought some and they're on the way. But these look to me to be similar in style to the Adidas ones. Mm-hmm. Right, like which is what I like, which is like that kind of like polyestery kind of material and, and yeah. I, I don't like cloth coverings, I don't like surgical ones, I don't like ones that are made out of like thick material, like this just really works for me. Mm-hmm. Though I've ordered a bunch of these, so I may follow up uh with you. But I okay. don't know is what about the logo on the atoms mask? It just says atoms on it. Is that acceptable to you? I don't love it, mm. but
0: I, I could live with it because it's significantly less obnoxious than the Adidas logo.
1: Right, okay.
0: Or the Adidas logo.
1: No, so you said it, okay, so there are two ways to say it, and you said it a third way. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's Adidas, which is the American way, or the UK Adidas. one, which is Adidas.
0: Adidas, what are you talking about?
1: Which I actually think Adidas is the correct way to say it because the guy's name was Adidasler. Wait. His name was not Adi Dazzler.
0: Wait, A D I space Dazzler. Is that what you're saying? Yes, Mr. Dazzler.
1: Adi Dazzler. Uh, well, okay, his name was Adolf Dazzler, but Addy for sure Ooh, that's awkward. Adolf is an unpopular name. I mean, he was born in 1900, so he couldn't have known. He was a German cobbler.
0: It's still retroactively awkward, right? Yeah, it's it's
1: funny that, really, isn't it? It's just like, it's a name that can never be used. Like, who would do that? Who would call their kid Adolf, right? Like, it's just never going to happen. That name is lost to time. It's not many names, I think, that that's happened to, but that's definitely one of them. (laughs) Yeah, for
0: for sure.
1: Like, I don't know if I can think of another one.
0: Yeah, but also because of the problem like Joseph Stalin didn't make
1: Joe go out of style. No, <laughs> right? I mean, cause also, I, but, which is interesting, right? Because I bet that there were lots of people called Adolf, but they were just maybe in one part of the world. Yeah, I th- yeah. Right? Th- okay, well, like yeah, Joseph sounds like Joseph in many different languages, right? Yeah. But I don't know what like the anglified name of Adolf is. But like you know, like it, most names have some kind of like parallel to them, don't they? Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so uh, we don't call him Adolf Dazzler. <laughs> right? Let's not focus on that. He's well, he was known as Addy Dazler, and he created the German sportswear company Adidas. Okay. Well, I don't like
0: his name. I don't like his logo. End of story.
1: This episode of Cortex is brought to you by Teamistry, a podcast that tells the stories of teams who work together in new and unexpected ways to achieve remarkable things. Every episode of Teamistry tells a story, and in each story, you'll find practical lessons for your team and your business. On this season, the show travels deep into the underwater caves of northern Thailand to discover how divers, medics, soldiers, and volunteers freed a group of trapped teenagers. You might remember that story actually, I do. It explains how a world renowned watch company pitted their two factories against each other in an attempt to become the best watchmaker in the world. It can also find out how Iceland went from having one of the highest COVID 19 death rates in Scandinavia to an interesting example of how the virus can be dealt with. You can discover stories that entertain, packed with business cases you can actually use. Season two of Team Mystery is out now. It's hosted by award-winning documentary filmmaker Gabriella Copperthwaite, the director of Blackfish. I got a sneak preview of season two of Mystery. Uh, the episode that I listened to was all about an application called Wildbook, which helps conservators and researchers keep track of wild animals like whale sharks and zebras via an AI analysis of imagery. Super fascinating stuff that is helping with conservation efforts and understanding the world around us, that little bit better. A project like this was a huge undertaking involving many, many people. But the typical problems that are the same as a team of any size, stuff like data management, communication, these were the things they had to solve. These are things that we all have to manage. This show really indicates and highlights that teamwork comes in many, many forms. It's not just about office work by any stretch of the imagination. Search for Teamistry anywhere that you listen to podcasts or you can find a link in the show notes. Our thanks to Teamistry for their support of this show and Relay FM. CortexMerch.com CortexMerch.com So we've mentioned this in the past, but we're working hard on a new version of the Theme System Journal. And we have some of the original journal uh, in stock right now at cortexmerch.com. And because we are working on something new, we're doing something that most companies do in the merchandising space in that we are putting our current product on sale. All of this stuff is new to us because it's the first time we've done any of these types of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the... Remaining stock of version one of the Theme System Journal is on sale now for $15, Mm -hmm. which is a 25% decrease. We usually start it for $20. New stock is being produced for version two, which will go on sale sometime later this year. It is worth noting version two will be higher priced than version one because of some of the changes that we're making to the notebook and how it's made. So $15 for a Theme System Journal is an absolute bargain. And it is worth remembering, I will say it here again, so if you do buy one of these, the layout and the system in, in the journal is not changing. So, like, the way that the journal is actually put together and the system itself isn't changing between version 1 and version 2, there's just some tweaks we're making to how the stuff is, is put together, the product that we're using, and there's a couple of little fun features that we're putting in. But if you buy version 1, it's not like you're going to be using version 1 of the system, if that makes right, sense. Right,
0: Right? yeah, we, we, we haven't invented a new theme system for the new journal. It's the it's the same theme system. It's still the same basic idea of of what's happening.
1: Yeah, there's just some visual tweaks really mm-hmm. and then a couple of extra little features. But yeah, so if you have a journal or you want a journal or you've been interested to try it out, uh you can now get one for $15. And I will remain it is a great time to retheme your year still. I've been very happy gray um, and we'll talk about this in a couple of episodes time when we do the 2021 yearly themes but i have been I very happy believe that's coming up i know so don't, soon. i can't like <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: god I, I, I just realized where that sentence was we going i was a like few, oh my god.
1: Little, a few episodes away from <laughs> 2021 yearly themes but oh i have god. been very happy with setting a new theme um, and it has really invigorated my theme system journaling over the oh, last good. few months in doing that because I feel like I'm actually moving towards something and, and living along something I can achieve rather mm. than just spending the whole time thinking about how I can't do any of the things that I wanted to do at the beginning of the year. So right, um, I really recommend it. There's still a few months left of the year, so you can go and get a journal now for just $15 and try it out for yourself. Looking outside, what's happening, Mike?
0: The leaves are turning. What is this? It's a new season. New season. The new season is a great time to get a new theme journal. On sale now.
1: $15. Cortex Dotcom. doodle oo <laughs> There we go. Yeah, you did it. We can all do it. <laughs> I have been waiting for this episode for months. And I have been so excited over the last couple of days that we can share our iOS 14 home screens.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm calling Shotgun straight away. You have to go first. That's, that's, that's totally it. fine.
1: Okay. Uh, just to, to lay the groundwork as to why I'm excited about this, why we're mm-hmm. doing this, iOS 14 introduced two key things to the iOS landscape as to why our home screens may look different. One of them is the app library, which means that we can now hide applications from the home screen. They no longer need to be on the home screen. Mm -hmm. Um, You can hide whole screens. You can turn screens on and off if you want to. I've seen people say this, including in Federico Vatici's wonderful iOS 14 review, which is uh, available now if you want to get more information on this kind of stuff. But he mentioned something that I thought if you're not doing, something you might like to do is to have like a home screen of applications that you can just turn on and off when you want to see it you know it's kind of like a nice little idea so you could have like all of your work apps on a screen and you can just like long press on the home screen and you can turn screens on and off which is kind of nice
0: okay so yeah like so this is one of these things like i have to stop you right there because Mm. i i sort of forgot that this was even a thing yeah right and it's like because there is a lot of aesthetic differences between last time and this time Mm -hmm. and so even right now it's like okay so i how do i
1: Set a screen to be turn offable because I can't figure it out. Long press anywhere to go into jiggle mode, right? Okay, I'm, I'm jiggling. There's jiggling. Now, you know, you've got the little dots for, right. to indicate which home screen you're on. Tap that. Oh. It shows you all of your pages, and then you can turn pages on and off. So like when I installed iOS 14, all I did was I immediately went there and just turned off my pages two and three so I don't have to see them anymore. And that's where all my apps were, right? And they're just gone. I took it rid of them. So, yeah, but like people do this and I think it can make sense, right? Like you can put all of your work-related applications there. And then when you're on vacation or it's the weekend, just turn them off and you don't even get distracted by the notification badges anymore. Hmm. So this is... Okay, so here's the thing about about iOS 14. There is a lot of really cool stuff here, but a lot of it is hard to find. Hmm. So app library is one. um, So we can now uh, no longer need to have every app need to have a place on a home screen or in a folder. They can just go straight to the app library. And then also, of course, the big one is Widgets. So there are now widgets available on the iPhone home screen, which has never happened before. So Apple has finally joined uh, Android in this. I overall have been really excited about the widget stuff. The design and and the customization and the flexibility is more than I expected it would be, but we'll get into that a little bit more. Mm. But yeah, so now I have widgets on my home screen. I am assuming you may have at least something on yours. We'll have to see. But I am mostly intrigued to see how... Or if you have changed your home screens now that you have more control over what you can and can't see. Mm. Oh, we'll see. All right. Anyway, I spent some time today putting together a nice little graphic for you.
0: Oh, okay. This is, this is great. This is, this is super great.
1: So I have taken a screenshot of all of my pages. Oh, my goodness. Okay and stitch them together. This includes-
0: Oh, that's a much better idea. Okay. Right?
1: So I will do- With with anything you share with me, I will do this the same for the show notes. So when you look at the image, basically what I've done is, starting from the today view, Mm -hmm. I have taken a screenshot, of my widgets and also because you can you can layer widgets on top of each other like a stack right it's Mm. cool so i've also swiped through the stacks and taken images there so you can see every widget i have right because otherwise some will be hidden right does that make sense so like if you're looking at the far left i have a stack of shortcuts widgets on top of each other so I've taken screenshots of the widgets. Um, I only took two screenshots because the third widgets thing is just a set of timers, which I actually don't really use anymore. So I think I'm mm. going to get rid of that widget. And then we go through the today view and then to my home screens. Okay, okay. Hold on, yeah. I need a minute to
0: take all this in. Like there's, there's so, there's there's so a lot much going, going on. on. Right?
1: Yeah, this is a visual bombardment here.
0: Okay, so the stuff to the left, Mm-hmm. Are we just scrolling down your formerly called Today View or still called Today View?
1: I think it's still called Today View. I don't know what it's called anymore. But yeah, th- we are scrolling down Today. View. That
0: word never made any sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: The first two they're the same section, right? But I've just right. gone through different widgets. Then we scroll mm, down okay. and we have Calendar, Timery, we have OmniFocus. This is the beta version of the widgets. I don't mm-hmm. think they'll be available yet, but they'll be available soon. Mm-hmm. And then we have more Timeries and then Photos and Batteries, right? So that. That's that's my today view
0: oh so you're you're running the uh beta of omnifocus right okay that makes sense of what some of the stuff is I was like how are you doing this but you're in, you're in the beta program for omnifocus yeah. i think it's okay. an open
1: beta though so you can you can join it yeah 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 you know
0: but Someone once was like, oh, you want to upgrade to the beta with your task manager, do you? And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should never do this. That was a terrible idea.
1: So there were two things when that happened. One, that was when they were doing the database migration, which is not yeah. a thing that I would do.
0: Th- that's a great time to do the beta.
1: <laughs> but I really wanted the widgets, right? So, right. Yeah. All right. So what, so let me, uh, I'll do an actual run through for you here. Yeah. It says you or any of our listeners don't know what certain widgets are, right? So start, we have a stack of shortcuts widgets. To begin and they live on the left hand side in the today view because that's where it's all been for me for a long time right like mm-hmm. these shortcuts widgets replace the shortcut widget that was previous and this is where i always had that mm-hmm. so we have a grid of eight in total widgets i have a couple for OmniFocus. i have my show prep shortcut where i tap that and it asks me what show i'm working on sets a timer and opens the appropriate google doc for that mm-hmm. Um, I then have a home fan and a studio fan. So like they're like fans and heaters that I have at home and in the studio. So I can turn those on and off via uh, shortcuts. I have a uh, Cortex posting checklist thing. So more text listeners will know about this. I spoke about this a couple of episodes ago where I reworked some automation that I had using Mm. drafts and things for a checklist that I Mm -hmm. produce whenever I publish an episode of Cortex. So that lives there. And then also something boring, CPM calculator. CPM is uh, an advertising metric for how much you charge. And I just have a calculator for it because I can never remember the calculation. Mm-hmm. So I built a shortcut to do it for me. Then underneath that, right, so we have to look on the right image now, so it gets a little confusing for what's underneath that in that stack. Mm. These are all these are my time tracking related shortcuts so right. I have start any timer so that will, I just tap that and it will give me a list of all of my timers I can tap it and it just begins. It right. um, doesn't need to open any application. That's the one thing that shortcuts has. Every other widget opens an app, but the shortcuts widget doesn't need to open the app. Recording and editing is another one where when I tap that shortcut, it asks me, are you recording or editing right now? And if I say recording, it sets a timer based on what's in my calendar. So I like that one. Yeah, I,
0: I always think that's 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 one of my favorite like little clever automation things that that you've ever mentioned. Like it never would have crossed my mind. I was like, oh, of course, you already have this data somewhere. Like I just yeah. I love that as a
1: shortcut. You have to name things particularly, right? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. but if you do that, and it, and honestly, I actually didn't have to change anything, but I just have to be careful stuff I had in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus track time is one that I use all the time, which is if I've forgotten to set a timer for the work that I'm doing, Mm-hmm. Um, I can hit that and it will say how many minutes and then which thing do you want to assign it to. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Update tag will just update the current time tracker with a different tag. And then I have stop timer and open timery. So they're mm-hmm. my time tracking shortcuts. I use those less and less now because uh, of the timery widget. There are many different timery widgets and that's the one that's sitting underneath and it's showing I was preparing for Cortex whilst putting this stuff together, obviously. right? So the timery widget is is... Better and worse in different ways. It's not through fault the developer. Like one of the things with widgets in iOS 14 is they cannot be interactive unless it's a shortcuts widget. It's the only one that can be interactive. So the the old timery widget used to have a bunch of buttons and you tap them and it would start and stop timers, right? Mm. Um, And never need to open the app. That isn't the case anymore, but I've gotten really used to having the added utility of, so I have that, like the current running timer there, and I can tap that, and it gives me a lot of different options, right? When you're actually opening the application, so um, I've gotten used to it. And plus, there are some other timery widgets that I have, which didn't exist before or couldn't have existed before. Um, and overall, for me, it's kind of like made up the whole package to make it worth it. Mm. Uh, Fantastic Al underneath. So this is the big fantastic L widget. So I've got the date and, and a and a calendar, and then showing me what's on my uh, calendar for the day.
0: Oh, your your heat map of calendar busyness makes me feel physically ill just looking at it. I thought you wouldn't <laughs> like that. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a fantastic feature. It's a cool feature. Yeah. I remember turning it on once and being like, oh, of course, this makes no sense for me at all. Because almost every one of my days is like, there's nothing scheduled for, <laughs> for today. And there's just like a, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's a, that's a really, really nice feature. And in a widget, that's a, that's a great way to like, oh, let me have a quick look at my calendar.
1: Yeah, that's the, the idea of, the, of information being glanceable is, is a perfect thing. At first, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. because it's quite visually busy, but I, I kind of left it on for a bit and I've I've grown to enjoy it. And it's basically, when you look at the image, uh, it starts off with like nothing to yellow to orange. And it's basically like a traffic light system of how busy you're, day is and the mm-hmm. deeper the color the more events you have on the calendar. So it's, it's just an easy way like at a glance to see like when am I busy, when am I not busy. Then I have underneath that, so we're on to the third image in this panel now, right? Mm-hmm. This is a timery widget showing what I have tracked for the day. Mm-hmm. Then we have one of the omnifocus widgets underneath, which is showing me kind of my forecast over the next few days. And then it also has a list of stuff that's due today.
0: Mm. As someone who's in the OmniFocus beta, I just have to ask now, like the forecast view is interesting. I presume that you can just set a custom perspective for one of those uh, instead, like th- that's an option on the widgets.
1: They have a separate set of widgets in the current beta, it could all change, that are called perspective widgets. And I okay. don't believe they show the forecast, but you can just get a list of all tasks in a perspective.
0: Yeah, great. That's what I'm looking for. Like I, yeah. I specifically don't want the forecast, but I was like, oh, I hope that forecast isn't attached to everything. So that, that's why I, just, I had to know. Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to interrupt you there for my that's own selfish good. reasons.
1: <laughs> uh, then I have underneath that another Timery widget. This is also something I like. You can have multiple widgets with multiple different information types. And at a request that I made, the developer of Timery, Joe, allowed for me to selectively change the theme. I think all widgets should have this. Yes, Widgets have dark yes. and light themes to them. If A lot of developers have, have actually worked to create lots of different color options, and I love that, so I can choose what I want the colors to be. But other than that, they have... They will all pretty much have dark and light themes to them. Yeah. I want the developer to allow me to choose if I want the widget to have a light or a dark theme and not just take it by what's on the system. And because that's what I wanted here. Like I have two widgets that look very similar. They're just graphs, right? Mm -hmm. But I know the light one means today and the dark one means this week. Yeah. What I also love is with these timery widgets, you can make lots of choices. So this is just showing me podcast related stuff what i've tracked in a week ah, okay, per show that's what this is right so this is a combination of prep recording and editing with just show tags in
0: right. busy week for upgrade this week why was that mike yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> apple event again uh so upgrade and connected actually it's that's more than <laughs> i would usually uh spend oh yeah on connected right episode. behind it <laughs> yeah in a week Oof. yeah five hours for each of those. It's basically a full-on work day nearly for, for each show, but that's kind of how it goes. Then I have the Photos widget. The Photos widget is an absolute joy. Um, this is the Apple's Photos widget, and it surfaces just photos from your library, and every day I get something where I'm like, oh, look at that, or hey, that happened, or you know, it's it's an I, I like that widget a lot. Shortcuts and, and photos are the only Apple widgets that I'm using. Mm. Then I have the, ba- oh, and the Batteries widget, which I always forget exists, but it's there. So. Mm-hmm. Now we move on to my actual home screen. Question one is, why
0: do you have the Fantastical widget duplicated? Like You have have it on the Today view and you have it on your home screen. Why?
1: Well, I don't very frequently look in my Today view. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, so the, really, the Today view serves to get to my shortcuts and, and, and also timery. But if mm-hmm. I want to, like if I'm purposefully thinking, oh, hey, I want to just get a quick glance at stuff, I could look at the calendar widget there. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, the, the top two widgets in Today view, past that, I don't mm-hmm. really look at them very often. They're just okay. like, here's a bunch of data in case I want it. Right. Okay. That makes but sense. But if I want to see my calendar, I want it on my home screen.
0: Okay, and, and so you, you just have it in a stack with the weather so you can flip to it if yep. it's not already presented to you.
1: Yeah, I have Fantastical and Carrot Weather mm-hmm. in the top slot. They're both medium-sized widgets. And I have this one doing the auto-rotating that Apple does. And most of the time, I feel like I see what I want. But it's because I only have the two widgets there, it's really easy to flick between the two of them. Yeah. What yeah. I've been able to do with these two, and this is like a thing that I've been trying out, is now I no longer have Fantastic Al and Carrots apps on my home screen.
0: Right, right, yeah.
1: Because, yeah, you don't need Because them. when I want to get to them, I just tap the widget and it opens the app. Took Ooh. a little bit of getting used to that, but now I'm pretty used to it after like a couple of weeks of doing this. Mm. And I would say Fantastical and Carrot Weather, they're like my favorite. You know, I I really love time widgets too, but like these, the widgets that I'm using, they're the ones that have the test of time, but the Fantastical and Carrot ones are excellent. I think probably my favorite widget is the Carrot Weather widget because this one widget, I use the forecast widget and mm. it's, just fantastic because it shows different types of data at different times. So like in the morning, I get a like and in the early afternoon, I get a like a daily by hour forecast, right? Mm. Of what the rest of the day is going to be like. In the evening, it changes to a weekly forecast. So I can see what's coming up over the next few days because in the evening, I don't really need to know. The hour by right. hour, right?
0: Right. Yeah. At, at that point, you don't care like what was the high today. Exactly. It's not relevant p- information anymore.
1: And if it's going to rain, or if it's raining, it changes to the rain widget, like d- rain information in the widget. So like it's going to rain for the next hour, and here's the graph of rain. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Once again, I'm I'm continually impressed by the Carrot developer, mm-hmm. and just like like the the aggressive use of all of the new features that come out every time and also almost always thinking about them in an interesting way it's like like, i
1: use this widget but all of those widgets that i all of those view types that i just mentioned they're also their own independent widgets so if you only want to have always the hourly one you can do that and also all of the information in that widget is configurable So Mm. I said, I want the high and low, the precipitation and the UV index. And I also want the temperatures and feels like, because it's the only temperature that matters. It's the the only temperature that matters. (laughs) Yep. And you can do all of that. And so yeah, the the carrot weather widget is just stupendous. Like it's absolutely stupendous. Um, Again, as you said, as always. Mm. Uh, And then else on my home screen, I have the small forecast widget for OmniFocus. Which I at first wasn't sure about this, but I actually really like it now. Mm. What I don't need is past so much. Mm. I would prefer today and the next two days rather than past today and the next day. Yeah, Because it's just not really something that I'm fussed about. But I also understand it could look a bit visually weird to have the highlighted day be on the leftmost side of that three column. But nevertheless, I like this, and when I tap it, it opens OmniFocus to the forecast view, which is where I mostly am. Mm -hmm. I have it in a stack uh, with a shortcut underneath, which is my OmniFocus task shortcut, which is the only way I enter tasks into OmniFocus.
0: Oh, okay. So so this is this is for input, the uh, yes. omnifocus. Oh, that's that's clever to have it under there. I was I was wondering what the deal was. I thought you might just be using this shortcut to open a perspective, but I thought, nah, it doesn't seem like Mike. This is gonna do something else. That that makes that that's actually a really good idea to have the input be in a stack that's under something else. So yeah. You can just flick up, tap, and enter a task into OmniFocus. That's a really good idea.
1: Yeah, on their larger widget sizes, they have a, like a button. Well, like when you tap it, it opens to the entry. Mm-hmm. But I, I like entering... OmniFocus Tasks by Shortcuts. Like you, their shortcut support is very good. It's very easy to build. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very And it's good. way faster. This is the same shortcut that I have in the shortcuts widget that's in my today view. and mm-hmm. I'm trialing it out here as well. But there's just like something I like about the logic of, well, I can just flick it over and press that to, to enter a task. So mm. Before we move on, how are you feeling about my home screen? Is the, this is the only place where there's apps now is on this one screen, as you can mm. see.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like your wallpaper uh, selection there. I feel like, Do I feel you? Like this, yeah, I, I, think that's a good one. Like, thank you. It's, it, it's a little busy, but I think it's, it works because it's flat.
1: It is a photo I took of the wallpaper at the Beverly Hills Hotel.
0: Oh, that's, that's what that nice. that is. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, that'll that'll. Okay, I can aesthetically, I can aesthetically understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that makes sense. So yeah, I like it. You you've definitely had worse wallpaper, Mike. Oh, so, I know. So... <laughs> yeah, this is why
1: I'm happy because i I think this is like my favorite wallpaper. Uh, I actually have it on all of my devices. I love it so mm. much, and so I, I'm pleased that you're not repulsed by it, and I'm, I'm especially enthused that you think it's actually quite nice.
0: Yeah, it's extra funny that it is literally wallpaper as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: That, yeah I I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, that's, that's a good joke in there. Yeah, I really struggled with um, with paring down my my screens here, because I wanted to just have one. That was what I wanted. Mm. I may change this in the future, but that was what I wanted to go for. And I had to, to like sacrifice a couple of applications so I could fit that Two by two widget in there mm. because you know I was able to free up some space because there was some apps that I didn't need anymore. But like it was really a thing of trying to work it out. Like I never had the clock on my main home screen. Mm-hmm. It was always on a second screen. But of applications that I am opening and closing every day, the clock is one of them because I turn on and off alarms. I don't have the same alarm every right. day. I-, I selectively turn on alarms depending on when I want to wake up the next day. So like the clock app had to come forward, right? Which meant something had to go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it took a bit of time to get there, but I'm I feel pretty happy about the selection of apps that I have on the home screen.
0: Yeah, I was I was originally like, "Why is Discord on there?" But but of course, while you were talking, I worked my way through of like, "Oh, I know why Discord's on there."
2: <laughs> well, there's actually a
1: couple of reasons, so I spend a lot of time in Discord now because we have the Discord available for FM members, of which if you go to getmortex.com and get more text, which is more core text with no ads, you could also get access to the FM members Discord. But also the keyboard hobby is very Discord-heavy.
0: Oh, oh right! You're I, f- I forgot you're you're participating in your keyboard scene on yeah. Discord. That's yeah. where the cool kids hang out for the keyboard stuff. <laughs> it's also
1: good for like product releases. Um, like if you're in Discords, they'll ping the Discord and say like, "Hey, we mm. have a new product." And so you know, like, it, I'm a part of like 20 Discords, but I don't look oh, at any God. more. But I don't look at any more than like two of them. Okay, the okay. rest of them are just like I'm there in case they like say, "Hey, this new." thing is available for sale right now right like and you know so i have that it's just like a thing where i can lurk in these places if i want to but yeah as i dive deeper and deeper into mechanical keyboards discord is becoming more of a thing
0: Mm -hmm. okay yeah so yeah that that makes that makes that makes total sense the one that catches my eye but this is just because i've you know i've I've been on a renewed crusade about this with people but i was like oh you've got you've got twitter down there like how often are you opening twitter every day mike like i don't it's on your dock like
1: i can you know, look estate. into my screen crimes and tell you can't i
0: <laughs> yes you can tell me in your screen crimes screen time screen screen cri- god damn it i still can't do it <laughs> why is it so hard <laughs> it isn't for most people though it is no it's like it's a tongue twister it's screen time crimes it's, it's impossible no one can say it.
1: <laughs> well, again, it tells you it's the app you open after pickups, right? And on average, right, yeah. it's 22 first used after pickup. But that's, you know, but really, like if I look like over the week, it's always the top one or two applications for me. Twitter.
0: It's it's in top one or two for pickups. Yeah. For first use after pickup.
1: Yeah. And also for actual usage. Hmm spend a lot of time although i will say actually that the numbers are starting to get skewed now because i'm using a mac with catalina which also reports into these figures oh oh
0: right right okay so yes you yeah this this is um i don't i don't know like do we have a regular time when we talk about screen crimes i can't remember we do not but i
1: have it in my topic list for for a future episode where well, i want i want to go through that again mainly because yeah. i realized that where it's like oh i actually have a much bigger picture see like things that things are misreporting right because i have yeah. here i'm looking at it now nine hours in notion i'm not using nine hours of notion it's just open on the mac
0: yeah we, we, we never we never talked about this but like in the last rollout like i've, I've always been extremely frustrated with you know, the way Apple does this stuff and just like the way downtime works and the way time reporting works. And yeah, after that last rollout where they include the Mac, it's like, hey guys, you know what I don't need to see? You've got Finder open for 47 hours of the past week. It's like, thanks. I, I really appreciate that. Oh, there was a Finder window open on my computer while I was doing other stuff for 47 hours. Really useful. I understand why they're doing it because they're primarily viewing it as a like parental time control tool mm-hmm. and like incidentally a let us tell you how you're using your computer thing, but yeah, the moment that rolled out within a week, I was like, "Oh my god, I have to turn off the share across all devices because this is right, this is totally crazy and madness, and also the weird way that I want to run my phone is infecting absolutely everything else." And so, it, yeah, it was
1: it's very odd now. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll come back to the screen a later date, but yeah, I just did that too, like just turning it onto one device or the other, and it, it mess it really changes things but yeah twitter is high on twitter is high for me uh, you know I it's like should, one of those should things would, should know, i like smoking should i use twitter less yes yeah sure but doom scrolling man well you know that's where i'm in my life sometimes these days but, i know i know but it's just like oof
0: the doc it makes me sad to see it on the doc there and then like oh top top
1: one pickup don't do it don't do it man i tweet less but consume as much
0: yeah okay so you know tweeting less is great it is great but i think twitter literally makes people crazy and even if you're just doom scrolling it's like i've seen people become real weirdos and i think you can point to twitter a lot for the for the cause of that so but i'm not i'm not here to i'm not here to shame you but it just like it just did catch my attention i know Um, it's a good
1: question especially on this show these kinds of questions are good and Yes, I think it is something I would like to try and start addressing again. Maybe I'll make it a New Year's resolution. Yeah,
0: make it a New Year's resolution. You're going to quit smoking and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, so do we move on? Is there anything else on my home screen you wanted to point to?
0: No, I was I was just curious if you happen to remember, like, who didn't make the cut for the widgets? Because, like, the thing that I think is sort of interesting about upgrading for the first time to this version of the operating system and then playing around with widgets is i know one of my immediate experiences even as someone who you know if we if we take a look at the last time we looked at my home screen like there wasn't a lot there Mm -hmm. i still feel like woof these widgets take up a lot of space yeah and they they really do force a trade-off because there's a great utility in having four buttons and Since many of the widgets are are really like conveying some limited information, I I think when you first start playing with them, it really does force you to like have to make some tough decisions about Mm -hmm. what what do you want there. So I'm just curious if you happen to remember who got cut.
1: I can tell you, I have an old screenshot in front of me. Who got cut? So the music app got cut, Mm. the files app got cut. Mm. calzones got cut for good reason which we'll get to in a bit Fantastic fantastical got cut because it could be cut for the widget right <laughs> right I
0: mean, if you still had the Fantastic Cal icon on there i'd be questioning your sanity
1: <laughs> indeed uh the canary app got cut i just rely on notifications this is my mm. like home security camera right thing. right okay carrot got cut narwhal reddit client that i use mm. Airtable, table pipe drive but those weren't really being used very much right shortcuts timery okay that makes sense. There were a couple of applications on here that I was using to like fill out my home screen because I couldn't work out what to replace them with, right? Right, of course. And then there was some that I got to get rid of because of the fact that I was adding their widgets. So
0: and you have you haven't gone the cool kid route of redoing all of your home screen icons with uh, shortcut shortcuts. You no, you
1: <laughs> no, I will say if Apple removed the requirement to have it open shortcuts first, mm-hmm. I would consider it. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting to hear you You know, say I
1: that. did have a thought of like, CGP Grey ahead of the curve, right? <laughs> All these teens have discovered having custom shortcuts for <laughs> icons, but you've been doing it for years.
0: My only thought on this is like, well, 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 How like everyone thought table. I was crazy. Like, oh, like your whole home screen is shortcuts. That's ridiculous. And I was like, I'll just wait. I'll wait and the like. I forge the world with my attention, and mm-hmm. the world will eventually come to me. And it's like here we are. But I, I honestly, I wasn't sure if you would decide to go all in on this. Of, of like, no. now would be the time to try the shortcuts. But but for you, opening the shortcut app is still the is still the deal breaker.
1: I don't like it v- visually. I think it's super cool, right? And 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 I applaud people who are taking the time to pick or create their own icons and set them all up. If mm-hmm. you have no idea what we're talking about, I'll put some links in the show notes, but it's so meme that if you use an iPhone, you probably have heard about this thing yeah. if you're not already doing it yourself.
0: And if you've been listening to Cortex, like yeah, you've heard us talk about this for years as well.
1: Because you've been doing it for years. But if Apple did do that, if they would just like stop having to open the Shortcuts app, or if they created a official, like, this is how you change your icons type thing, I would 100% do it. Right. Like Mm. I would find some cool icons online. Lots of people are selling great icon packs now. And I would have something that was maybe a little bit more to my aesthetic tastes or whatever. And or something I thought of, like, I could have certain applications that when I tap them, they open to exactly where I want them to be in that app. Right. Mm. Because that's something that you could maybe do. Right. Where it's like, you know, I might have like an OmniFocus icon, which just opens to a specific view in OmniFocus rather than the last place I left off or whatever. Right. Right. But no, I I haven't done that because I, I don't like the jumping between applications. It's it would annoy me. I know it would annoy me. That's why I've never yeah. done it because that that step is is a frustration for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's a totally fair. That's a totally fair frustration. Yeah. All right. So you have one more screen than when we slide over, or two more screens. Two more screens of just widgets.
1: Yeah, it's one and a bit because the very okay. final screen there's just widgets I'm testing or playing around with. Ah, uh, okay. But the next one is fixed. So I have two three WidgetSmith widgets. And most people listening to this show, well, I will say, of course I have WidgetSmith widgets. And most people would hear that and say, well, if, yeah, of course, because, like, everyone knows WidgetSmith. But my, right. of course, is because WidgetSmith is made by one of my closest friends, underscore David <laughs> right. Smith, who we have mentioned on this show before. He was when also the developer of apps like Calzones, which is an app mm-hmm. that i had mentioned on Cortex multiple times. Yes, frequently mentioned on
0: the show, yep. underscore David Smith. Fastest developer in the West.
1: And we are now just saying this to try and prove how cool we are that we know the guy who made WidgetSmith. <laughs> WidgetSmith, which was, like, number one app on eBay. i got to hang out with underscore at wwdc like that's so cool (laughs) i've been to his house okay (laughs) i think i know i was i don't know if you were testing widget smith during the beta period you weren't running betas, were you so so probably no
0: i i i was uh i was i was late to the show so
1: dave was number one uh for many weeks and is still i think in the top 10 in the u.s and in other countries Uh, it really was, it was just the app, right? Like it was the app It's what you downloaded, mm. right? Like I know I was thinking about it so I joked with him about it, but I genuinely believe it's true. Like there were people updating their iPhone to get Widgetsmith, right? Like that oh, was like a sure. real thing, sure. which is yeah. an absolutely wild notion. He was basically the emoji uh, mm-hmm. of this release. But I was using two WidgetSmith widgets before it it went wild, which was the time one. So this just shows me all the times in the time zones that I need to know about. And Mm -hmm. the steps widget. So it shows uh, how many steps I'm doing on a daily basis. And then after WidgetSmith exploded... I was like, oh, it does actually have all these other types of widgets and customization options that I never would have thought to look at. And mm. that was the whole funny thing about this of like, of, I think everyone that I knew that was testing the app, we were all just thinking, like, what is the best utility I can get out of this application? When the rest of the world was like, how can I use this application to customize my home screen? Right. So after that was when I was like, why don't I actually try and theme these widgets to my background? which Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah, it looks nice. It looks really nice. And I I, I am very happy with that, actually. They were just black before. And I was like, no, I can make them look good. And then also I use the photos widget. One of the widgets that that, that WidgetSmith has is it can look in an album. And Mm -hmm. I have an album of photos, which I think is hilarious and adorable. I call it the close-up album. And it's a selection of pictures that I take of Adina uncomfortably close to her face. Okay, which I just think is hilarious. So I just have these like large selection of images where it's it's just too close, and I Mm -hmm. think that's so funny. And I have just have these images going over time, so it just pulls different ones there for me. And some Mm. of them are hilarious, and some of them are adorable, and and I like that a lot. And then I also have another one of the photos widgets there, so it's just the same one. It's like a smaller version of Apple's photos widget. Right. And then on the very final screen. Uh, There's another WidgetSmith widget, which I'm testing because Dave is working on uh, analog clock stuff. So I was testing one for him to make sure it looked okay. And then the two at the top are like a trend of widgets that I've seen, which I really like, which are brilliant and hilarious. Uh, So one on the right is called Sticky Widgets, and it is a widget version of the Sticky Zap on the Mac. Okay. So you can tap on that, type whatever you want in there, And it's just like a sticky note that lives on your home screen and you can customize it. You can have as many of them as you want. It's kind of like brilliant and hilarious at the same time. And then Scriblet is something similar, which is it uses the pencil kit stuff. So you can draw with your finger of an Apple Pencil on the iPad and bring it over to the iPhone. And you can also bring up images and doodle on images. So they're Hmm. just like two widget types of like if you wanted to keep basic information on your home screen. So I liked both of those and I've been kind of like playing around and testing them out. So that is my iOS 14 home screen selection, Gray.
0: I mean, there's there's a lot going on. I mean, I, I know, even with just the, oh, there's eight screenshots in front of me to to survey. Um, but I mean, I gotta say, I think this is, uh, I, I, would, I would rank this as one of your, maybe the best looking, Of your, of your home screens in, in the years that we've known each other.
1: I'm happy with it. I, I, gen, like the aesthetics of it, I'm very I'm very happy with it. I like that I only have one screen that I have to focus on and then every other screen is just superfluous now and then the rest of it mm. is just searches. I, I don't use the app library very much. Mm-hmm. In the initial betas, I did because the app library was my second screen. I didn't have a second screen, so I was using it all the time. But the fact that I have to swipe like three times to get to it means I'm not using it very much.
2: Yeah, yeah. Three, what three I would really like
1: is a swipe up on the home screen to bring up the app library, just like on Android. That's what I would like.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess swipe up doesn't do anything on the home screen, does no. it? I think that, that, that gesture
1: is free. You know, like right at the very bottom, that's how you get to like the home or multitasking yeah, yeah. Or yeah, 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 yeah. But in the same way that you pull down to go to search, I would like to pull up, right, to, to bring up the app library. That's what I would like.
0: Hmm. Huh, you found you use it that much. Okay, that's I would
1: use it that much if it was there. Because hmm. when I only had the one screen, I was, you know, reflexively would swipe to the right to go to more applications. But I didn't have the home screens there, right? Hmm. But then I would go to the app library and I found that the sorting was pretty good. Or if not, I could just search right from that screen. But... Yeah, I was using it, but now I'm not because it takes so many swipes to get over there. But I would use mm. it more if it was more readily available to me.
0: So how are you thinking about widgets in this widget world?
1: So I think I mentioned on this show when uh, we were talking about the software WWDC that my hope, my best case scenario with widgets is that whilst we would lose functionality in interactivity, Mm. that we would gain in some way, right? That like, yes, we've lost something in having widgets being able to do things inside of applications, but we will make a gain. And I think overall that the availability of widgets, the type of information and the applications that they're connected to vastly outweighs any downsides. Mm. Because my phone now gives me all of this information, to some extent, my iPad, but Apple really need to, with iOS 15, put, find a way to make this work, to put widgets on the home screen. Because yeah. then, like, shit is popping off at that point. My iPad is going to be incredible with all this information, right? It will be like command center. It'll be amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, f- and for sure, for sure, if Apple had known how big of a deal widgets were going to be, they they would not have like qu- like quarantined off. They the would have put the work on the in. iPad. Yeah, like they would have done it if they would have known. Because
1: I believe this is just a case of like priorities or whatever. There is no reason to do it other than the fact that they didn't do it. Every reason Apple is given is just like ah, that's market and speak right? Like, D-
0: dudes. Widgets are so popular. You will sell iPads because people want more widgets. Yeah, <laughs> like you. They have to do it. Basically,
1: the what Widget Smith did, which it was Widget Smith that did it, right? has made widgets more popular than anybody ever would have expected them to be, without a mm. shadow of a doubt, right? And and now I think people are more willing to try out widgets from other applications that they use because hey, they're already used to adding widgets. Mm. So, you know, like yeah, so but what I like about them is that I'm getting this information. I have the weather and my calendar available to me all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm on my home screen a lot, right? And so it, that information is there and it's, it's readily available to me. Um, and I, I really like having even just those two things. If I had nothing else, I would be happy to have that information because it's information I frequently want, frequently need, and now I have it there. Like, I'm mm. more aware of when it's going to rain because the carrot weather widget <laughs> is telling me, right, when I'm looking yeah. at my home screen. That is useful information. Having... The photos widgets brings a smile to my face more in the day than before because I see these little memories. It's just like, oh, that was nice, right? And so I have that for me there. And overall, I really like the aesthetics of finally having a different look to my home screen, that it is no longer just a grid of icons. Mm. Super good. So I'm... I'm very pleased with with what has happened so far even though really you know like widgets haven't been available for very long and more applications that i use are adding them over time Uh, so yeah i think i think it's really great and we all thought apple would do more in year two of widgets you know maybe to make them more interactive or whatever Mm -hmm. whatever they end up doing you know they're going to do more of it because widgets have been an absolute unmitigated success for them
0: yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, like, for sure, there's been a lot of meetings at Apple about, like, so widgets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the widget roadmap? And whatever it was, compress it.
1: <laughs> compress yes. it by a quarter. Yeah, we now have the widgets team.
0: <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if there's a dedicated widgets team in in a way that there wasn't before.
1: I'm sure there's at least a cross-department working group, Gray. I'm sure they've got <laughs> something going on.
0: Oh, wow. You make it sound so exciting with your business talk. (laughs) (laughs) Cross-department working group. Oh, boy.
1: (laughs) I did choose particularly the worst-sounding, least sexy name for this, but probably what is the most likely of what is actually occurring here. This episode of Cortex is brought to you by ExpressVPN. There are tons of VPN providers out there. I bet you've heard a few of them. And some of you may have even used a VPN before. But there's a reason I use ExpressVPN and why we have them as a sponsor on this show. It's because they're that good. Here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Other VPNs can make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server that actually makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your information because all of the data is stored in RAM. Second is speed. Many VPNs slow your connection down or make your device sluggish. I've been using ExpressVPN for ages now, and every time I use it, my internet speeds are blazing fast, even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, still letting me stream HD-quality videos, with no buffering, no lag. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. You don't have to import or program anything. You just fire up their app, click a button to connect. It's so easy. I bet your grandparents could use it. And it's not just me that says this, Wired, The Verge, CNET, so many other tech sites rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. What I love about ExpressVPN is, is whenever I need it, it's right there. It's on all of my devices. As I said, it's so easy to connect. I can make sure I have that protection whenever I want it, and I would never even know it was on because it moves so fast. Everything is super great. Protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Go to expressvpn.com cortex today, and you get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash cortex go there right now check it out that's expressvpn.com slash cortex to learn more our thanks to expressvpn for their support of this show and relay fm so come on then
0: okay let me show you my home screen
1: okay so i can see oh is this the home screen
0: yeah this is the home screen what would you what did you think i sent you i
1: thought it was the today view
0: uh no I i have the today view i can send you the today view
1: yeah i want all of them okay right because i need to be able to 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 view them the way that i sent them right no i i yes i
0: I understand what you want those are the only two screens well
1: there's another screen because i can i
0: know know there's a dot but that the dot has just been where i've been like a place to put widgets that i want to try but there's nothing really on that screen it's just like so i don't mess up the home screen there's okay these are the only two actual screens which is my home screen and the today view and these are the widgets that i'm currently running on those
1: i will say yeah by and large this is exactly what i was expecting
0: <laughs> okay you were expecting a 100% widgety world
1: i was expecting no apps on your home screen mm-hmm. and that's what we've got but we have four widgets the reason it surprised me was is because it's like the battery's widget i'm surprised that's on your home screen yeah, that's yeah. why I, for some reason, just immediately assumed that it was the Today View. Also, I have to say, like the other thing that really confused me, and I'm going to say it now, I cannot believe how much color is on this screen. I, it is a pink to 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 blue gradient, and <laughs> and I think that really threw me for a minute. <laughs> What's happening? What, why? Here? What, do you why? Mean? what do you mean? That's just, just not like... a very that this. You know, if I basically if somebody just opened links and went to this one first, they would assume yeah. that this was my home screen, I think. Yeah, no, look,
0: I'm just, I'm just living the outrun life, and sometimes you just want to change, and it looks cool. Um, uh,
1: it looks great. Like, I love it, <laughs> right? But that's just a surprise to me. It,
0: it actually, like, it partly was a thing that you said, okay, this is going to sound really weird, but, so my home screen was just black before, and it put the widgets on, and especially in the beginning, all of the widgets are like, oh, hey, it's dark mode were going to be black yeah, yeah. and there were also just fewer options as so it was playing around with things there's a weird way in which the black widgets on the black background i thought just looked terrible it it somehow made the whole phone seem even darker and we and inconsistently dark i just didn't like it so i was i was looking around for something i was like let me try something that's more colorful and yeah. i just i stumbled upon this but yeah so I, i'm i'm with you totally that Widget designers need to have options to set the background colors separately from whatever the system yeah. mode is. Yeah. I get why over the summer when everybody was working on it this wouldn't have crossed anybody's mind like oh I'll just have it follow the system setting. But the moment you start to use them you realize even if my phone is in dark mode it does not mean that I want the home screen to be in dark mode. Yeah. And I just think like that's a distinction that people haven't considered.
1: What I really want at makers to do is to offer lots of options but at the yes, bare minimum yes. considering you've probably already made light and dark at least let me choose between those yes yeah, and then maybe later we can talk about different colors right but um, immediately just let me choose between light and dark yeah
0: so i, I was just looking for a brighter wallpaper because i felt like if i've got to have all of these black rectangles on my screen i, I feel like i have to lighten it up elsewhere yeah. i do have the battery widget on because the main thing has been like my, it, it's an easy way to keep an eye on the watch battery for me to just be like, okay, when do I need to just top it up if I'm sitting at my desk? And also the, I really like having a sense of the headphone batteries as well. Yep. So I find it useful enough that I do like having it right there on the okay. home screen.
1: It's like, I agree with all of that, right? Like I like to know that information. I just don't like to know it so much that I would give it such prominence.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do. I don't know. I just. I want to see. I want to see the circles. I like them, and I like. You know, it's like oh, they're charged. And uh, I was really surprised when it worked with my Sony wireless headphones. Of like, oh, this will it'll show the battery for this as well. Like that's fantastic. I
1: just assumed that would only work with Apple devices.
0: Nope. It it works with some other stuff that connects to the phone. I've been surprised. Like not everything, but some things. I guess
1: maybe if it uses a certain type of Bluetooth or whatever, like where it can report that information back to the system.
0: Yeah. So it's. I like it there. I'm also using the carrot weather the same way that you are it's you know absolutely fantastic
1: so are you using the small version of the forecast yes i'm using the small
0: version of the forecast there and again carrot i can never be more impressed but they do just such a good job of figuring out like when to flip over into a different mode i really like that
1: like i said this before i'll say it again i mean we've lauded them with enough praise in this episode but i'm going to do it again i genuinely think it's one of the very best ios apps ever made And 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 like it is in a very small category of apps that I would consider in, in that. And mm. carrot weather is one hundred percent one of them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Then just like what I have is is timery at the top, which is showing me the how much time have you logged on on various things. I do like the little bar graph, and then I have Fantastical at the bottom of here's the items that are on your schedule for the day. And so yeah, I, I like this as the home screen. I was I was asking about your your feeling about widgets because I've like I've never been more unsettled and, and uncertain about Home screen setups.
1: Oh, I have had this, and I still am a little, but over the last maybe f- week, I, I kind of crystallized on a bit, which it helped with OmniFocus adding theirs because I was really yeah. waiting on that.
0: Yeah, um, OmniFocus is is the real like. Let's see yep. what happens one.
1: And so I've kind of gotten to a bit more comf- like comfort with it, but I do still feel like my home screen is in flux depending on what other widgets may or may not appear and what so like mm. there is definitely this this feeling of of unease with it but where i am mm. with it right now i like it a lot but i can certainly understand it especially because of the route that you have taken on the home screen here of just like no apps for widgets uh, you have no stacks mm-hmm. right there were just single widgets
0: uh, yeah, they're they're basically single widgets. The the fantastic owl one is sitting on top of the like automatic Siri shortcuts thing, but right. that is gone. Like I'm, I just I just didn't happen to get rid of it today. It was like this prediction algorithm is not good enough to take up this much real estate on my home screen. Is that
1: what shows you the applications? Right, it's like a one that's like the eight grid of apps, two by four of apps. No,
0: no, 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 no. It's it's the Siri suggestion one. Oh, it's their version of like, what does it think you want to do? And it tries to automatically recommend either your shortcuts or anything in the whole system that plugs into shortcuts. No, and my experience is like your guessing is too terrible no. on this. Like it's it's not good
1: enough. Whatever system Apple uses for this is really good at guessing what app I want when I go to the search field, but terrible yeah. at anything else.
0: Yeah, that's why I was I was shocked at how bad it was, and I kept thinking like, "Oh, it must just need some time to calibrate." But was like, "No, it doesn't. It's not doing well here," and I cannot understand how. can do so well at guessing apps and so poorly Mm -hmm. at shortcuts especially because like just mentally running it through it's like oh hey guys guess what it's 6 30 in the morning i'm gonna run a timer i've just finished my boot up timer guess what timer it's gonna be like it's gonna be the starting writing timer Mm -hmm. like it is every time at this time like how can you not know that it's been two weeks of doing this every day and they're like would you like to check the weather now like no i f***ing wouldn't carrot is right above you you moron Morons. Like, why would I check the weather? <laughs> it, 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 so, anyway, the yes, there's technically a stack, but no, there isn't really.
1: Right. I'm surprised that you are still using the folders there at the bottom.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So the the folders at the bottom were were my like, w- what's going to happen here? Mm-hmm. And so I used to have four folders, and the way that I'm using the folders is is actually just. I would like to have all of the badges for certain kinds uh, yeah, of like things a grouping, in one it? spot. Yep. It's a grouping, mm. right? So the one that had to go was I had a generic other grouping. And I was like, well... I really want at least one shortcut that I can always just hit on the home screen, which is my generic shortcut to, like, launch every other shortcut, you know, menu system that I built for myself. Mm -hmm. So I can just go, like, tap, tap, enter to OmniFocus, you know, or tap, 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 invoke a template for all the actions for the next Cortex, like, whatever. So, like, that little rocket ship launcher there is my, like... You can pry that out of my cold, dead hands. Like, I will never give that up. Mm-hmm. But it meant I only have four slots in the bottom, so I had to get rid of one of the folders. But the the other three folders are, like, the first one on the left is basically OmniFocus and Reminders. Like, it's all of the task notifications. The second one is mostly iMessage. It's, like, social notifications. And then the third one is like Slack messages and a couple of other like important work related messages. So th- those are the way I'm like grouping things together into those three. So they're not really folders. It's just like, how can I collect these things together? Mm-hmm. And then everything else, like, whoosh, away into the app library you go. And I never look at it. Like, I just n- never, ever look at the app library. I do everything from searching. I don't love it. I like the the asymmetry sort of bothers me that it's like three folders and the launcher, but there's no way around it. Like I right. can't make it look better. I don't want to compress two of those categories into one. Like I I could compress maybe like work and tasks or social and work into one and then put the rocket launcher in the center and it would look significantly better, but I don't I don't think I can genuinely do that because I wouldn't like the ambiguity in what the tasks it's are. It's that
1: little notifications trick, which is a thing that you stumbled upon for yourself and are now kind of boxed into it because there's no way to replicate that any other way. Like this idea of like multiple applications can have the notifications, but they get bundled together and shown to you as a group on the folder.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, so the the only way to do it is to collapse three down into two. And I just don't like the, There's no version of those combinations, which is great. Mm -hmm. Like, social and work would be the best, but it's, you know, it's still not fantastic because, like, there's there's a big distinction between, you know, there's a message on Slack I should look at and, like, there's a text from my wife. Like, I don't really want to combine those two into one little area and then be like, oh, I wonder which one it is. Part of the whole point is, like, I don't have to wonder what the notifications are. Mm. But, yeah, so, like, I, I feel very in flux about this design overall i'm I'm very happy with widgets i think perhaps my main frustration and i don't know if if this is if this is related to like the tools developers have or, or whatever but i feel like a lot of the widgets they take up a lot of space and their information density is very low and so lots of the widgets i feel like come on you can put you could put more on here like even the the timer widget up at the top like okay i don't really care about the total track time like you can you could show me the total track time and you could fit in what's the current running timer like almost all of the widgets i feel like you could you could squeeze something else here like the fantastic one at the bottom you can see like this basically is half of it is totally wasted space like there's nothing that's being used there i just find that as a, like a recurring frustration with a lot of the widget design but I have a suspicion that maybe it's to do with the tools Apple has given developers, but I don't, you know, I just don't know. But I I think overall, it's definitely a net win. Mm. And then right now, my the today view exists almost entirely as like a legacy tool at this point.
1: Yeah. Because the old widgets can be there.
0: Yeah, the old widgets can be there.
1: What's keeping you on
0: Calzones? The thing that is keeping me on Calzones is that it did not occur to me until you showed me your home screen that I could reproduce this in widgets. Right. Math, which I just totally will do. <laughs> so I was
1: like, "That's what I was double checking." <laughs>
2: there's, there's no
0: particular reason. I just it didn't cross my yeah. mind that I could do it that way.
1: And like, you don't even have to have the guilt of leaving behind an app that your friend made because your friend made the other app. <laughs>
0: that's exactly it, right? Uh-huh. There's, there's this other thing of like. Oh, if you're showing off your home screens, there's also a big difference of like, and I'm not using Underscore's app anymore, right? But it's like, oh no, that's fine. I don't have this problem this time. Like I can, I'm I'm keeping the same and one. And
1: now you guys use like Underscore's favorite child, right? <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: So Calzones, I'll switch over. OmniFocus is also there because I'm not on the OmniFocus beta. So I, I, I wanted that there. The only thing though, that I do wonder is... On the today view, I do use this widget to tap, like to check off OmniFocus options quite a lot.
1: You're not going to have that option anymore.
0: Okay, so the old legacy widget doesn't even exist anymore in the new beta.
1: Uh, in the beta, they actually have kept the legacy widget. Okay. I haven't seen any other application do this. So I don't know if you're allowed to or if they've just made the decision that other apps aren't making. Um, I'm not really sure what the deal is there. I don't know if you can hmm. keep them both. But of all of the apps that I've used, it is the only app that I have installed that has remained with the old one as well. So I, I actually don't know what the situation is there. And I also can't speak to if they will keep it around.
0: Right. 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 Of course. So the reason I was just thinking about that is like if I had the option to keep the OmniFocus one there. I might.
1: Oh, actually, carrot has got the old one there as well. So I think maybe this is a thing that developers can can do. Uh, personally, I'm just trying to get used to not having them because the, you know they're gonna go eventually.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. It's it's like you know we're playing a game of hangman that they're all going to lose with every time there's any change in the operating system for mm-hmm. sure. I think the only other reason I was thinking that the Today View is is kind of nice is the ability to slide over you know without like having to open the phone properly mm. which is why i also have the widget there for just checking like what is the current timer that's running without having to go to the home that's screen.
1: another reason why i do have some duplication like at the calendar and stuff because i can grab that straight from the lock screen
0: yeah so one of the things i've been doing a lot which is i really mostly quite like is i've been slowly making sure to convert all of my shortcut timers into being like things that i can say to siri and so like i can just say track this track that and like the timer just runs and it all runs from my phone and i've slowly built up a system so like there's a little notification that shows like yes this is the timer running but every once in a while i do have that moment of like did you really do that siri i don't know if you did and so I just want to be able to quickly, like, swipe over onto the Today screen and see, like, yes, the Cortex prep timer is running. Yeah. That's one of the things that I have there. so
1: I was really happy, actually, because I didn't think it was possible that there is a live running timer on the widget. Yes, yeah. That's one of the only things that Apple enabled of, like, this is a constant, because everything else just updates on a schedule that the developer can try and set, but the system ultimately decides. Ah, interesting, okay. Uh, but they, they kept, like, count up and count down as a live element that you could have on widgets.
0: Oh, thank goodness, because, yes, the, the time tracking is one of, like, the main things. I, like, I would have been heartbroken like timers running. If, if there wasn't a way for that to
1: work, <laughs> of, like, you know, like, every 10 minutes it updates. It's like, no, this isn't useful. <laughs> you've You've made this very, very bad. When I tell Siri to track
0: whatever, I want like, I'm almost always checking within five seconds. I'm like, mm, did that run? And I, I wouldn't want to have that be in every 10 minutes kind of thing. So
1: I will say as well, Timery have done a very, very good job of watching out for the system. So, like, I, I, my understanding is this is not very easy to do. Like, that I can use shortcuts to start a timer, and the Timery widget picks it up.
0: Uh, okay. So it's looking that, for system notifications. Yeah, that is a, okay.
1: uh, my understanding at least, is that is a non-trivial thing to, to make that work mm-hmm. seamlessly. And I know from the beta that like it took a bit, right, like for, for the developer to get that right. Um, also like trying to notice when other devices are updating it as well. It also does a good job of that, which again, my understanding is not an easy thing to do like mm. if i start a timer on my iphone is it picked up by my ipad so yeah when i say about like favorite apps i mentioned it earlier timer is one of them and actually let's not get into this because state of the yeah, apps no, is coming what do you too do? we're so. doing
0: state of the apps so soon don't start screen. doing a rundown home, of like your favorite apps. home screen
1: screen crimes and state of the apps <laughs> only one episode it's madness around here what are we doing
0: <laughs> but yeah so i i don't know i, I just feel like I feel uncertain with a lot of this and you know most of the time when we do this episode I'm like here's the home screen I've been been rocking it for a while and I love it and I think this is also just a side effect of clearly lots of people were caught off guard by the widget stuff and so tons of my apps are slowly rolling out like hey we've got a widget we've got a widget.
1: It is also worth remembering. The developers did have significantly less time to make enhancements this year.
0: Well, yeah, because iOS 14 is released tomorrow. Which yeah. is <laughs> my favorite thing I've seen in an Apple keynote in yeah. a really long time. I literally laughed out loud. I yeah. <laughs> like, tim you crazy maniac
2: <laughs> <laughs> F- <laughs> you?
1: you complain over the summer
0: <laughs> yeah i loved it because it was also like oh hey just uh fyi <laughs> ios 14 mm-hmm. tomorrow bye and he walked mm-hmm. off stage i was like that's amazing. People will remember this in the development community for twenty years. <laughs> this yeah, this is moment. one of those things that will always be
1: brought up. You remember that time when iOS full team we had less than twenty four hours notice?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "That's amazing," you know. And and here I was like sitting doop doop, like I haven't run the betas and like, mm-hmm. "Oh, great! I just get the whole thing tomorrow." Amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like, I feel like I'm I'm doing just way more playing around, and because of of like the information density thing i feel like i still keep swapping a lot of this up of like eh, should i do it this way should i do it that way i i don't know but i, I do think i'll probably still land ultimately on like two screens in this way like mm-hmm. the today screen for stuff to check that i don't need like running on the home screen the whole time mm-hmm. and a more like home screen information board of like here are the things that you actually do want to be reminded of all the time when you open up the home screen like you want to know if your batteries are running low you want to know if it's raining outside you want to know if you forgot that cortex is recording today uh despite mike's constant reminders and you want to know if you're being like just unreasonably lazy and your unintentionality timer has been running for the last two hours and now it's the most frequent thing that you've done in the day like I I f- I feel like that's a relatively good mental divide like check and information board
1: but I'm I'm very very uncertain This episode of Cortex is brought to you by Squarespace Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create a website for your next idea, letting you grab a unique domain name, take advantage of award-winning templates, and so much more. No matter what type of website you want to make, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that will help you do it. There's nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They take care of all of that stuff so you don't have to. Squarespace have got you covered at every turn, including with 24-7 customer support. Their customer support is so good, it's award-winning. If you need help, they got your back. You can quickly and easily register a domain name with Squarespace. You can take you can really customize their beautiful templates to help you show off your great ideas. And you can have all the functionality you're looking for. If you want to have a blog, you can do that. Maybe you want a site for an event, a site for a business, so easy to do. They have so much functionality you can just plug into the site. They even have the ability for you to send out email campaigns now. And hey, if you want to start an online store to sell that physical or digital good that you've been making, Squarespace has all those tools too. I have been using Squarespace for over a decade, it's where I go when I want to start a website, and it's where you should go too. You can try it out right now with no credit card required. You can just go to squarespace.com cortex, sign up. You can build your entire website, and then when you're ready to launch it to the world, you sign up for one of their plans. They start at just $12 a month, but you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for Cortex when you go to squarespace.com cortex and use the code Cortex to get that 10% off. That once again, that is squarespace.com/cortex and the code cortex for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace make your next move, make your next website. New iPhone time, kind of, kind of. What do you mean? What do you mean, kind of? Well, we know when we know about them, but it's mid-October. And depending on the the phone that you want, it's like over a month until you can get it. Right. But this is notable, I guess, for multiple reasons, really. There are now four iPhones in three different sizes. Depending on the phone that you want, I guess you get some different features, but it's it's mostly the same. Uh, They all have OLED screens now. They all have a new design, which is flat sides as the design Ugh, can, can, we, can we just can I just pause right yeah. there and
0: say please apple these round edges let's never do this
1: again <laughs> i think you're good for a while at least right because they, they've clearly decided this is the route right and and i think when apple makes a decision like this which is like well now they have three different product lines that have this flat edge design. We have the iPad Pro, the new iPad Air, and now all the iPhones. Mm -hmm. The rumor is the iMac is going to look like this too. I think you're good for a while with flat edges, honestly.
0: Yeah, I, I hope so. Like, I am with you on this, but I just always worry that four years from now, they'll be like, you know, it would be cool to have a phone with round edges and be like, guys, no, we've done this before. These soap phones are terrible ideas when I saw that they had the flat edges, I was like, Oh, thank the Lord in heaven above. Like I have a phone that I can hold with my monkey paw. Like, mm. yeah, a flat edge. Don't give me the round edges. Like round edges from what was it? Six onward. It was just awful. And I hated them every year. And it just, they made cases mandatory. And now it feels like, Oh, it's a phone. I can hold it with my hands without having to have a case on it. So I'm thrilled about the flat edges like i could not be this is one of my favorite features of like top three flat edges
1: well, we'll see i mean like we haven't held them yet right like we don't know what they're gonna i mean like my assumption is they'll feel good to hold but again like the sizing of them is different right yeah, like, yeah. they were flat edges when these phones could very easily fit in one hand and most of these phones i think all except one of them doesn't really anymore right and like yeah. even the smallest one is bigger than the phones were back then i understand but unless
0: they're making the sides out of a frictionless material mm. i just i can't conceive of any way that the flat edges aren't going to be easier to grip to pick up Less yes. droppable, or even even just little things like, oh, oh, hey, you know what's nice? Sometimes being able to set your phone on an edge to take a picture when you walk away, right? Like couldn't do it with those round edges, like flamp all over the phone would go. So three thumbs up to flat edges for me. That's my that's my rating.
1: <laughs> Back to the old gray rating scale. There. Uh, new colors. So in the Pro line, we have blue and gold, and there is red, blue, black, white, and green in the regular line. Mm. Better cameras across the board. Um, I will say that the camera stuff is tag confusing. Essentially there are better there are improvements for all of the phones, but depending on which phone you want, you may get more or less improvements.
0: Yeah. I I also feel like Apple intentionally a little bit seemed to obfuscate some of the in the in their original presentation. was yeah. like was very unclear about which phones have which features, and I, and I went back later and I was watching their little summary of the iPhone thing, and I had to screenshot the like two seconds where they actually show you what the real differences are. To be like, okay, let me really compare this because your comparison page on your website is worthless for all the information that I actually want to know about yep. what's the difference between the lenses and the sensors and everything else. Um, so I th- I think I feel like there was there was a little bit of like. Don't look too closely <laughs> at this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, tricky to nail down some of the camera stuff. Like what I know is that the Pro Max has a vastly better camera because they detailed that way more. Mm-hmm. And it seems like for the other cameras, there are improvements, I think, mostly in the regular lens, right? Like what they call the wide lens, but it's the regular yeah. lens.
0: Why they call it a wide lens is maddening. The normal lens. Yeah,
1: I hate that. Yeah. And there's software improvements, right? So like night mode can be done on any lens now and stuff like that. But the Pro Max gets LiDAR, which apparently helps with focusing in low light and enables portrait mode in night mode. Mm -hmm. But it also has more zoom on the telephoto, goes to 2.5. It has a better main camera with a much larger sensor which will make better low light and basically means indoor photography is better and there's a new stabilization system on the main camera as well which is more akin to the way that a dslr is stabled, where instead of just stabilizing the lens they also stabilize the camera sensor itself
0: yeah that was one of those things as soon as they said it i thought i'm sure there are technical reasons why it didn't happen before but this seems like obviously the better path to go don't try to stabilize the lens stabilize the sensor Yeah, i mean
1: which is why good expensive cameras do this right but i think it's a like miniaturization technical challenge and physical size of phone problem yeah because this is the biggest iphone ever made the Mm. screen is massive in the pro max but it's not physically that much larger than the pro max it replaces but it's a little bit larger but they, the screen is larger. They made the borders smaller. I will say these phones, I think, all look fantastic. Like, mm. the, the visuals of them look fantastic. I am very into the gold.
0: I, I was, I was going to ask if you have a color preference here. Um,
1: I thought I was going to be all in on blue. Mm-hmm. But the, when they showed the gold stainless steel rails, I was like, oh, no, that's the one for me.
0: Wait, gold stainless steel rails? What do you mean the rails?
1: Yeah, so you know the outside of the phone, Yeah, right? They they color match it to the phone. Oh, uh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, that does and look pretty good. The gold stainless steel, I think, looks fantastic. So gold is going to be what I'm going for. Obviously, I'm going for the larger phone.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's no way you're not going for the iPhone... Pro Max Pro Max one, right? like for yeah sure. I
1: mean I think so yeah, I was like wondering I was like oh, I'll see what they've got right like maybe I'll change who knows right mm. because I was I was and I and I remain a little bit concerned about the screen continuing to get bigger right mm. like it's not a lot bigger, but it is bigger, and and I think that maybe the current phone is like the maximum at which it feels even remotely comfortable to use in one hand, mm-hmm. and like that phone continuing to get bigger at now six point seven inches diagonally might be yeah. like I think we've passed the the point right where, where it's where it's comfortable to use, but they have done for the Pro Max what they did for the original Plus phones in the, mm-hmm. They have made that phone tangibly better in one of the most important ways an iPhone can get better, which is the camera. And I'm really pleased about that because I think that's what this phone deserves. It is the most expensive. It is the most inconvenient because it's so physically large. Mm -hmm. Continue to make that worth my while outside of screen and battery life improvements, right? Like put more cool technology in this thing. And Mm -hmm. I am... Super excited to try out these cameras.
0: Yeah, I I, when I was just just looking around, like you know, I could see just tons of people complaining about like, oh, the the bigger phone has the better camera. Mm -hmm. But I just I just think people are thinking about it the wrong way because it's like, you know, guys, it's I agree with you that there should be this differentiation, but it's not for the purpose of product differentiation. It's like, look, guys, if they make the Pro Max and the Pro have the same camera, it's not because they have decided to not differentiate. It's because they have decided to not take advantage of the larger space that they have, which means that the Pro Max has a worse camera than it theoretically could. Yes. You will always be able to make a better camera with more space. And if you don't like it, Take it up with physics. Like, uh, that's where that's where your complaint department has to be. And, what you know, so when people are like, oh, I want the better camera on the smaller phone, it's like, it's
1: never going to happen. <laughs> right? no, you have to wait, right? Yeah. In a couple of years, probably, they will find a way to do the sensor shift on the smaller phone. Yeah. Because, again, it's like the reason they've been able to do it now is because they can make the technology small enough. Give them enough time at enough scale, Apple will work out how to shrink it down. History has shown this. They do these wild things, and they end up making the cameras way better again. But I agree. I am super pleased that they are once again taking advantage of the canvas that they have in the phone being massive. Mm -hmm. Using that physical size to the advantage of the phone. Like, you can fit more in the case, do more with it. So Mm -hmm. I'm... What are you leaning towards? Because for me, like I was like, I thought that you might want the better camera, but I could also imagine you being intrigued by the Mini.
2: Oh, Mike. I I have
0: never been more torn... I knew it. ...in my whole life of iPhone buying. No exaggeration. I am genuinely finding this a gut-wrenching decision. (laughs) Like... I can't decide, yeah, and I keep going between all three phones, hmm. and and so it's like, God, do I love the idea of the twelve mini? Right, I love it. Uh, actually, I really love the blue on the it's twelve nice,
1: mini. I actually think the blue on the mini is nicer than the blue on the Pro.
0: Yeah, I, I, I it is. The only time I, I have found myself really pulled to buy a phone that is not black. Mm-hmm. I, I, do like the, I do like the Pacific blue on, on the pros. The
1: black, like the graphite, looks terrible. In the images?
0: Oh, I haven't even looked at oh, it. Oh,
1: it's like it looks brown. It's very weird.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. It does look like a terrible black.
1: Because they've changed it now. It's now called graphite, like the watch. Oh, we're, we're, not, we're not in space
0: anymore. anymore. Space gray, a color name that makes just as much sense as space orange. Like, have you guys looked at space? And
1: they gave up on the twenty-five million different color options that has been space gray over time. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm sure someone's done it, but there's got to be a fantastic infographic of like what Apple thinks space gray is, and like here's seventy versions of gray. It's like <laughs> it's always infuriating. Like I hated everything about. I like it. <laughs> space
1: orange, by the way. We may have to make like some kind of Cortex brand product in space orange. At <laughs> yes. some point
0: let's do it let's do it for sure (laughs) but yeah so so the mini the blue i think it looks fantastic and i've always been pulled by the smaller phones like i just like i just really like the idea of the smaller phone but so then here's where i was like i was really looking at the camera differences and having done some professional photography in the past
2: look
0: at me. you know just like trying to look at the actual specs of it like okay this is what this means and and blah blah, blah. like the differences in the pro max are very significant mm-hmm. like this the sensor size thing is huge sensor size doesn't just matter in in low light like it matters for every image you take mm-hmm. stabilization is also one of those things like you can never get enough stabilization especially if you're doing any kind of video you know, so I was looking at those Pro Max things. And I was like, this camera is a lot better. And I've, I've always said that the only thing Apple needs to say every year to get me to upgrade is the two words, better camera. And like, that's it. If you change nothing else but you make the camera better, I will give you money for a new phone. Like it's a totally done deal. But goddamn, I, f- I feel like I know I will be unhappy with the size of that phone. Yeah. I didn't like the size of the Max before. It's like I could tolerate it, but I always found it annoying. And the Pro Max is not a lot
1: bigger, but being a little bigger is, is like,
0: ooh. I don't love it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if you know this, and I'm not going to make it any easier for you in telling you this, but the 12 mini is smaller than the iPhone SE, the current SE.
0: Oh, God damn it. Like, yeah. okay, that's, that's infuriating. This is also, I have never more <laughs> wanted to see the phones in person, right? yeah. <laughs> but also like if there's any place is like crawling with people in central London is like, I am not going into an Apple store in central freaking London. Like that is not happening. So yeah, like I'm, I'm totally drawn towards the mini. Like that is the phone. The blue mini is the phone I want to buy. There is no question about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: However, there's, Two problems. One is a possible problem and one is an actual problem. The possible problem is Apple's really poor track record of keeping the small phone updated frequently.
1: You are not going to have a problem with this. I I don't
0: think that's the case this time, but I'm just bringing it up because it's something in the back of my mind of like, Mm. look, I am happy to get on the small phone train as long as this train is pulling out of the station and going down the line and so like okay if there's going to be another small phone next year that has a better camera i'm happy to just like pretend and be two years behind the top of the line camera technology like i would totally do that but they don't have a great track record i agree I suspect they're going to sell a lot of these iPhone minis. Like, I yes. think this is good. They're going to sell a bazillion of these.
1: Yeah, it could potentially be the best selling model.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's very possible. Mm. So, that's why I say that is a theoretical problem. The one that really puts a dagger straight through my heart. Is that the second lens is the super wide angle lens? It's not the telephoto lens. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that is brutal. Like, that is so brutal. And that's the one that's really hard to get past because I use the wide angle, the super wide angle occasionally. It's nice to have, but, you know, I could totally do without it. The telephoto lens is the one where it's like giving that up is really hard and is going to be a constant frustration Uh, like i don't have the telephoto lens i get why they did it because in the computational photography stuff i can easily understand how the super wide is the lens to have if you're combining information from the two lenses like that just that perfectly makes sense i get it
1: and also you can fake a zoom
0: Yeah, yeah. To most people's satisfaction, you can fake a zoom. So, like,
1: yeah, that's the good asterisk. But yes,
0: (laughs) yeah. Like cropping isn't zoom. Digital zoom is not a thing, people. (laughs) Digital zoom is a lie. Just move. (laughs) So, so that is the part that just kills me. Like, it really kills me is the lack of the telephoto lens. And so then I think, well why don't i just go with the the 12 pro it's like the, ca- the camera is better than my current camera not like amazingly better but it is better but then then here's the problem Mike. iphone 12 pro is the iphone of compromise and and you know what the thing about compromise is everybody's unhappy or you, if you're an individual, you're unhappy in both directions. So I know if I get the iPhone 12 Pro, I'm going to both think, this phone could be smaller and it could have a better camera, <laughs> right? Like
1: Yeah, the middle one is not the right one because y- you're right. Y- you're not benefiting from either of the things, which is even making you question which phone to get anyway.
0: Exactly, right? So like the, the iPhone 12 Pro is is like, this is, this is the phone of compromise. And there's, there's plenty of times in life when compromise is the correct solution. And this may well be the time when it is a correct solution, which is why I'm saying I'm genuinely frustrated between all three options. But so then with the iPhone 12 Pro, it's like, okay, well, I want the better camera. So why don't I just like min max the actual thing that I want? It's like, do I want the better camera? I really, really do. Do I want to be carrying around a phone that was bigger than the phone that I already found uncomfortably big to carry around? I really don't, and so then I'm like, well, maybe I'll get the mini. It's like, but I know, if I get the mini, I'm gonna constantly miss the telephoto lens like it's really gonna be annoying, and uh, you know, so like the oh. battery, of course. Yeah, It's like, okay, well, so then I should compromise and I should get the 12 Pro. It's like, oh, but the 12 Pro doesn't maximize either of the characteristics that you want. So like, well, why don't you get the better camera? Okay, I'll get the better camera. But then it's going to be like, I just keep going round and around and around. And I like, I cannot decide. I really cannot decide this year. And it's gut-wrenching.
1: Luckily, you do have a little bit more time to decide. Because both of those phones go on pre-order at the same time. Which is not until uh, the 6th of November.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I thought after the presentation it was going to be a much easier call. But like the more I dug into the details, the harder a a decision it came to be. And Mm -hmm. so,
1: I don't know. Anyone who was on the fence before, you're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> Anybody who was on the fence of the phone sizes, this presentation has made everything way worse. Yeah. Because yeah. now, like, there are vastly different phones. Like, plus the, the fact that the 12 Pro and the 12 are the same size now, and the 12 Pro is bigger than the 11 Pro. Yeah. So if you were already unhappy... Then you're going to be really unhappy, right? Like if you, because I know a lot of people felt like the 11 Pro was too big, and then the 12 Pro is now bigger. So now you have to decide: Do I want to go to the Mini and give up features because you're losing stuff like the other camera and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or do I get a phone that's bigger, or do I get a phone that's even bigger? If I'm already going to go bigger, yeah, it's it's definitely tricky. I personally think this is the best lineup Apple's had for a long time if not ever because there is tangible choice and they're comparable right like the fact that Apple makes a phone as small as the iPhone 12 mini and it has an A14 chip in it and two excellent cameras and 5G and Face ID and the MagSafe which we'll get to in a minute and the new ceramic shield strong glass like this is what people wanted the iPhone SE to be right Mm -hmm. which is like A non-compromised small phone. Yeah. So it's absolutely excellent that they've made that. But for people that are looking to upgrade from a phone of the last two years, the choice, the choice is difficult for people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll agree. From a uh, you know, you're in charge of the of product lineup at Apple or whatever. It's a very good product lineup, and it, it it's not quite, but it makes me think of that old like four
1: the four quadrant. Yeah. yeah,
0: the four quadrant chart of like you've got the pro and you've got the consumer and you've got good and you've got better. And it's like I think that is a very good model for like what is your product lineup. Mm-hmm. So I I think yes, it's the names are still a little uh, like a little off, but it's fine. Like you're they they've they have a sensible selection of phones, but it's just it's for me personally, it's it's gut-wrenching. Like it it really really is and i i can't even i can't even come to the conclusion of like well you know which one which one do i just just order even if i'm trying to frame it of like just to try it right which one is i still can't even make the decision of 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 that and and yeah the the you're right the additional complication here that the iphone 12 pro is a little bigger is also really throwing me because it feels like oof I don't want this phone to be any bigger, but I can see that it would make sense of like, it might be more tolerable to deal with a phone that's significantly bigger than one that is just annoyingly bigger, <laughs> right? So it's mm-hmm. it's it's brutal. I can't. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do.
1: <laughs> How cool is that MagSafe though?
0: The MagSafe is very cool. Mm. Um, the MagSafe is very cool. I I don't like the name because it it feels like. Apple's rubbing a little thumb in your eye about, like, hey, remember MagSafe? Like a a perhaps defining invention from Apple that mm-hmm. has saved my laptops many times that we replaced with USB-C. Like, we're bringing it back, but we're not.
1: Well, you don't know. Man. I hope
0: they do eventually. Could
1: be a bold new world in Apple Silicon.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe for something like the smallest laptop, they could have a twenty-watt charger.
1: Like I said, the fact that they have brought it back at all puts more chance of them bringing it back to the laptop. Yeah, maybe. I maybe don't th- that's, think it's going to happen, but it's. I feel like it's more possible now that this exists than if it would have never existed.
0: Yeah, my, my I think they're just recycling the name. I don't think we're going to get laptop chargers that are MagSafe.
1: Oh, they're definitely recycling the name, but the fact that the name exists again means that Apple believes in the technology again. I reckon it'll probably just be USB-C, but nevertheless, it's nice to dream
0: yeah but it is it's very cool that clear case that shows you where to put the mag safe is one of the fugliest things i've seen apple produce in a long time it is ridiculous like it has (laughs) has
1: a magnifying glass on the back it's terrible (laughs) it
0: it, like it made me think of the iphone case that had all the holes on the back that that said hun when it went over the iphone thing (laughs) it was like like who designed that it was just awful like guys just just combine those three circles on the bottom and it would say iphone nice and neatly centered like i don't know what you were doing but no the the magsafe looks totally awesome that that looks like a really really nice feature i'm glad that they're upping the the wattage a little bit like slowly slowly Hmm. chipping away at one of the biggest problems about wireless charging which is just the slow speed
1: Well, i guess they've done two right that it's it's faster with the with the magsafe it does 15 watt but also now like it aligns properly because there's magnets. So it's yeah. easier to get the lining correct.
0: Yeah, no, it's, 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 very, it's very cool looking. The other thing, of course, I'm sure you had the exact same thought that I did as soon as you saw that, that wallet, which was like, maybe we could put some kind of hook on the back of the phone here, right. uh, you know, some kind of little gripper, especially if, say, yep. I was going to have a big phone
1: like a little a little ring or or something that could pop out of the back. <laughs> it's like almost like a socket which you could pop. Because uh, <laughs> right. I was like, I saw this and was like, Ah, you see, they're making wireless charging more appealing to me now than it has been before. Mm-hmm. But I can't wireless charge because I am a pop socket guy, and if the phone's getting bigger still, I definitely need my pop socket. I can't get rid of that. And then yeah. Pop Socket did announce after the event that they will have. MagSafe compatible pop sockets. When that's going to happen, I don't know. I reckon we'll be like six months away from that. But yeah, I like yeah. the idea of this as a possibility in the future. Still, though, that like and and I think a lot of questions, like how strong is the magnet? Is it actually going to hold? Mm-hmm. Right, like that's that's what I'm not sure of. I mean, I assume it's strong enough, but I don't know how strong. So yeah, I'm I'm keen I'm keen to see what will happen there. But the MagSafe thing is is clever. I'm genuinely pleased that Apple have opened it up for third parties to make products, mm. that it's not just a thing that they make. You know, obviously, you have to, I'm sure, go through some kind of certification with them or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think it's cool that there will be other options. And I think as a wireless charging thing, this is much better than what Apple had done previously.
0: Yeah, it looks pretty cool. In my dream fantasy land, Apple would make something that's like a pass-through charger that's also a gripper for the back of your phone. Like I don't know if that would be technically possible, but mm. that's that's what I would totally love. And again, if you're listening Apple, I don't care how few watts get through, right? If if you know, you're trying to charge at 20 and only 5 make it through the pass-through gripper charger, that's fine. I can live with that, you know. That that's that's the thing that I'd be looking for. I'm just going to put this side-by-side comparison of the three phones to the side of my screen and bring back up our show notes for more text time. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just going to have all three of them looking at me the whole time. I figure watch.
1: that window's probably going to remain open on your desktop for quite a while.
0: Yeah, but my, my brain and eyes literally bounce like, Pro Max? Pro? Ooh, Mini. Uh, Pro Max? Pro? Ooh, Mini. I think, <laughs> I, like <you> should, the... <laughs> I think you should go with the Pro Max. Pro Max is the option for the head. Mini is the option for the hearts.
1: Because the reason, I think, is you already have this phone. It's not like you're jumping up from the regular one. And so you're used to dealing with a phone of this size for all of its frustrations. But this phone is a better version of the new one than the current one because the current one is just a big version of the small the smaller phone. It doesn't have anything else except a bigger battery, but like it's just if you took the phone and dragged it diagonally, right, in Photoshop, that's mm-hmm. the 11 Pro Max. Right. But the 12 Pro Max at least has what I think is like the functionality to warrant it being called Max.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree that that that's the whole dilemma. Is like it's it it has the features that that make it worthwhile. But that's
1: why I think it's, it isn't a dilemma. I think you should just stay on the train that you've been on, get the 12 Pro Max, and benefit from the better camera. Yeah, you're, you're
0: just trying to get me to join your Plus Club. That's all you're trying to do here.
1: You're already in the club. <laughs> no, I left.
0: <laughs> and plus,
1: you've left a bunch of times. <laughs>
0: And I may leave again.